Good morning. Today is Wanderings, and I'm Syl Stenman, along with Sandy Washington, and we have to talk about a hidden treasure in Holly Creek. Um, so to tell us about that hidden treasure is Jim Ryan. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to Wanderings. Good morning. And it's tell nice us, where is this hidden treasure? What am I talking about? Well, it's not hidden very well. Uh, <laughs> From the, some people. The treasure you speak of is a wood shop, and the wood shop uh, is accessed most conveniently by uh, taking the north elevator to the basement, turn left, and go two doors down, and there's a door with a sign, a Bronco sign. On. Okay, that's the door to look in. Is yeah. it closed a lot? It's closed all the time, and mainly because we want to make sure that the folks that use the facility have some level of expertise because there's a lot of, I won't say equipment that's uh, of risk, but you need to know how to use it because it all has teeth. And the door is locked, isn't it? The door is locked all the time. Well, who can use it? Well, to use it is pretty simple. First of all, uh, the person who's interested needs to go to the concierge desk and and uh, fill out a release form. Uh, we all filled out release forms that use the facility. And then we uh, also require that the person complete a proficiency card. And that simply is a, a questionnaire for that individual to indicate, uh, let's see, the tools and equipment that they're familiar with. They feel like they have some expertise or at least uh, capability to use it safely. And for any unchecked box, we have two guys in the group that can uh, take them down there and give them a, a, a short course Ooh. so that they could use it safely. That's wonderful. Who were, who were the names of those who have helped you? Oh, boy. And who worked there? We could go, we could spend some time doing this. Um, I guess in order, it would be Dave Vitale uh, and... Uh, Bill Pratt. Uh, Dick Pratt, yeah. And then uh, later on, uh, as we started working in there, uh, my son Kevin, mm -hmm. and then uh, Hale Moore and uh, Russ uh, Bond, and then others, and of course, John Earhart. Uh, those are the people we'll see working around there the most. Yeah, if we cutting take board man. Uh, and yes. several folks that, that are staff. That was Mill Har. 
brought some board, some yeah. pine and some cedar, and you revived it. What? The pine and the cedar boards. Oh, well, we, we received some unbelievably beautiful uh, wood donations uh, that looked like scrap wood when we got it. From residents? Pardon? From residents who live here? Not, no, not necessarily. Uh, we got some from uh, Summerlin Glen. The folks over there donated some wood for us. Well, when you first looked in there, um, it was quite a different site from what it is now, so a lot of refurbishing took place. Tell when us I first that process. In there, when I first looked in there, I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the next time I went in, uh, I don't know who organized it. I think it was Dave Vitale. But we had uh, cottager uh, Charlie Brown. I think it was his son-in-law who was a cabinet maker. He came in and was going to review the facility for us and make recommendations on what was good to keep, what we could use safely, and what we were deficient in. And he was about three steps in the door, and he started pointing at equipment, and he said, that's got to go, that's got to go. <laughs> and it went downhill from there. Uh, at the end of the uh, little session, uh, he indicated several pieces of equipment that we needed to do, needed to, to uh, add. Plus, basically, he said just to tear out the dust collection system. It was so oh. bad, and it leaked. And you know, there are basically three kinds of dust that really. Uh, are generated in a closed room like that. First is sawdust, the big stuff mm -hmm. that you can see. Uh, and the next level is a, is a fine, but it's still something that you can see. And the worst kind is the, the very fine, which you breathe and you don't see. But if you wear a mask uh, after you finish work, it, you can see it then. Oh. It covers the front. Of the Do most of you wear masks? We, well, if we, if we have a production thing going on where we have two or three pieces of equipment uh, running off of the dust collection system, yeah. Yeah, most, really of us, most of us do, yeah. yeah. But they're like uh, N95 masks. They're not anything special. So what's the importance of the cars that that uh, have well, been made for years? Th for years, the uh, a group of guys focused on making little cars, about four-inch mm -hmm. cars, cars for kids, cars for God's, God's kids. kids. And they stamped each car. They made them individually. They stamped each card with that logo on them. <coughs> and they... Uh, uh, stamped USA on the mm. back and boxed them. And when we got a, they got a box full, they called uh, one of the guys from uh, Toys for God's Kids, and he would come pick up a box. And since they started, I think they've made about 50,000 of those. Oh. 
and shipped them all over the world. The organization shipped them all over the world. And at one time we had pictures of a little African girl getting her first toy she'd ever had. Oh, oh. And it was... I think that was special and motivated, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, would motivate uh, the guys to build more. Right now, we only have Bill Pratt out of that group. Of, I think there are eight of them. Uh, and as we all are, they moved on. Mm-hmm. And uh, as part of this process, we made sure we kept all of the equipment that it was used to make uh, the toys, the cars, and there's tar- you can look in the display cases. There's buses and cars and so really, really and things. all sorts of things. But uh, we wanted to make sure that, that but frankly, that Bill was around so he could train a new group. And we don't have to have too many people, but. I'd like to have three or four people that would simply like to go in there, spend two hours with ear protection on so they can't hear anything that's going on, and just, you know, just relax and build those little cars. You showed me his closet, Bill's closet, yesterday. Incredible. (laughs) Bill is a... Wonderfully organized. Well, he... The way the things, this thing started was uh, that... Vitaly fellow. Uh, <laughs> he he came up to me after this. Uh, the the cabinet maker came in and made his recommendations, and he got he came up to my shoulder and he said, "If you'll manage this, I'll get the money." And so I'm thinking of how much money we're going to have to have to replace equipment, and I agreed. Uh, my nature is to volunteer. Well, and you know, I was, want to mention about the picture that's on the screen. You hesitated to take that by yourself. You would like to have had all those, all those guys standing there with you, but yeah, we kind of twisted your arm and, and did it. Yeah, so I, I did. I did it because it was fun for me, and mm-hmm. uh, my son, who volunteered hours and hours in there he he and i had a ball working together well tell us how he was available for you well he is a a engineer a national regional engineer for uh, a local company Uh and he loves this stuff i mean he just loves it so i told him what we were doing and he had a well, first of all, we had an opportunity to do it with other people's money if we could find it. Uh, and that's the best kind of project. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, we made a submittal for the, I think the original was $4,600 uh, locally here, and that wasn't approved. But uh, uh, Michelle, well, I think Bill Vitale, connected to Shell, Michelle, Michelle Pays uh, to have the got us connected <laughs> to CLC Donations, uh, Olivia Myers, and Olivia took the uh, list. We had a list of all the equipment we needed, what it was for, 
how much it costs, where to buy it, and and she took that list and next day called me back and told me, well, emailed me back mm-hmm. and told me it was approved. Oh, how wonderful. So that afternoon, I went, well, we talked about how to pay for it and that sort of thing, how to physically pay for it. Well, we could buy some of it through CLC uh, at uh, Home Depot, but the specialty equipment needed to come from a specialty shop, and we bought it from one downtown, not downtown, but South Denver. Mm -hmm. And that afternoon, we replaced our first piece of equipment. Uh, It was a, I think it was a belt sander that sounded like a room full of tortured cats (laughs) when you tried to run it. Uh, And we got that replaced. And Bill actually had some extra belts for that one, so he was very glad to get that one. Uh, And then uh, we knew where we needed to put that because that was a replacement. Uh, But other than that, Bill and I sat down several hours and talked about how to revise the floor plan and the... uh, dust collection system for the wood shop and I would really like for anybody who's remotely interested to come just call me or hail more and we will arrange to go down there with them and show them what we did even if you're a woman especially if you're a woman <laughs> I mean I like women so uh, in fact I've lived with one for 52 years and they worked out pretty good I th- and I think that in the past they have done some assembly work with the cars and I think there probably are some that would love to take a glimpse of those machines and well, give it a hand and we and we have the capability and the equipment to allow people to come in and do things that are not intimidating I mean hmm. the first time you crank up a table saw and hear that screeching it's it's intimidating and you've got a thing there that'll cut your fingers off you know but we haven't lost any fingers yet. Oh, I'm so glad. And Do, don't you usually have two people at a time? Yeah, we or usually. Or you prefer having two people? Occasionally, Bill, I mean, uh, uh, hmm, Earhart is in there making his uh, cutting boards. But he's uh, he's used that stuff so much that we're not worried about it. And he also... Uh, I think he started wearing his little fob. Oh, okay. A good idea. Yeah. But, and we have a phone in there. Uh, well, that's, but, um, yeah, that's good. But where was I? Well, John um, had been making those things, but when he first moved here, I'm not sure that all that equipment, he could do anything here. <laughs> I don't think he would go in there. So this it. is really wonderful for that kind of work yeah. that he does. Anyway, we were talking about you know women who are interested. Well, first thing you need to do is just to come down and see what it is. And, and uh, the equipment that you need. Now, you, you need uh, air protection which is just muffs. You need eye protection, and uh, as long as the lenses are the correct material, that that works. 
and you need dust protection. Even with this super system that we built, you still need, if you're doing a lot, it depends a lot on the volume of work that you're doing. And uh, for little minor things, two or three cuts, uh, the collection system works works very good. But if you're uh, planing equipment like John does for his cutting boards, it produces buckets of sawdust and dust and find us, so you need well, to... Well, you mentioned you had a house mother, <laughs> and I saw evidence of, of that. That's Sally Pratt, I'll I, tell you what. <laughs> I don't think, I don't see how she goes to church and sits still. <laughs> she, well, well, Sally's wonderful. <laughs> she has to be busy all the time, and I, I asked her about it, I said, you know, you just relax and, and enjoy what we're doing. I think she that's said. the way she relaxes. I saw a sign down there over the clean cloths, and she <laughs> said, keep the clean cloths covered. She <laughs> she does. But she, when she came in the first time that we were there on our mission to get that place redone, they had a, there was a sink in there, a work sink. Ooh. And it was, it was covered with filth it was about the color of the black in your in your top and she scrubbed on that thing for a week oh my goodness to get it clean and i feel guilty about using it now <laughs> <laughs> but that's and she does she picks stuff up she she does things that keeps her busy yeah and, and are and are helpful well, and I, I think that each individual that works there does clean up from the, for themselves, but then there's a general cleanup that even restaurants have. You know, after everyone's done, they have to come in and really do yeah, the job. They do. Get right. things put even back. at Holly Creek here, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're always mm-hmm. cleaning. Well, we asked, obviously, I asked the guys that are using the equipment now, they need to clean up their immediate area. Yeah and the floor around their immediate area. Uh, it's not because, too much to ask with yeah. all that good uh, things to work with. What are some of the things people are making down there in addition to the cars? Well, let's see. I'm, I'm a rookie at making cars. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Hale Moore makes uh, uh, picture frames for the art group, and he's... He made well. He's made two birdhouses, and I think he's going to make smaller birdhouses now. For decorative. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the kind that you can either paint or leave. We did receive some beautiful uh, cedar uh, from a donor. I mean, really big pieces, and we've got that cut down so we can use it for birdhouses or small projects. Well, you also had to, in, to get some of these pieces running, uh, you had a lot of drilling through the cement to well, get... Well, it's a planer. It's a horizontal uh, uh, device that takes about oh, two, three, thirty seconds of an inch off the top of the board, and you just run it through, and then eventually you get down to the real grain, and you can see if it's something you can use or not. This cedar is... I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. It has good uh, definition and and uh, color, 
and I'm sort of colorblind, but it's still beautiful to me. Uh, well, Jim, are there tours available? Pardon? Are there tours available that oh, yeah. people can we'll come set, down and We'll set up individually, and well, we have two, two types. If you just want a tour of the facility where you can see what it is and what the space is like, uh, you can call any one of us, uh, Hale Moore, uh, Russ uh, Bond, me, uh, Bill. Uh, but if you want to uh, get some training on one or two or whatever of the tools and equipment, then uh, Hale Moore and I are the people to call for now. Mm -hmm. For now. Uh, and actually, the plan is to start with another open house over the last we started this project about a year ago and and uh, we are now pretty much finished uh, with the exception of some small equipment that we have to get uh, but uh, Bill and I had to be out for a good part of that time and we it's it's a six months job that we stretched into a year but i think we're ready to go now oh, it sounds really exciting i hope that is there someone to supervise the Pardon? work is there somebody to supervise the work well i kind of do that uh are there manuals that they can use well there are manuals they can use, but uh, I guess you could go down there and read the manuals and learn how to do it. But there's nothing, that's not nothing like hands-on. You need hands-on right uh, experience to to uh, master some well, of that. Well, talk about that system you have of <laughs> where things are placed. So, <laughs> well, the. Uh, the keystone of the project or any wood shop is the dust collection system and it can be dangerous if you don't have a proper dust collection system the one there was not so you that couldn't working. save it uh, the CLC has a collector um, equipment in a different room that's very powerful and very handy to have it out of our room but we needed to get the pipes to it to collect the dust well uh, Bill and uh, Bill Pratt and my son and I uh, my son did the high work son's name is Kevin Kevin mm -hmm. yeah uh, and then we started well, we designed it first, so we knew where we were going to put everything and how many valves we needed and that sort of thing. And because each piece of equipment has a has a valve that opens the the uh, uh, tubing that goes to the tool itself and pulls the dust into the system. Well, Kevin had a sort of a slack time in his work schedule and he worked two days a week sometimes 
and he and I would put that system together. Bill helped us with all the connections, Bill Proud. Uh, but <laughs> my son and I didn't exactly agree on how to do everything. Oh. <laughs> so as we discussed uh, the method, uh, it got it got kind of interesting, and <laughs> and I swear, Bill would sit over there and just tears would be in his eyes. He'd laugh him so hard. Well, you and your son are both engineers, correct? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you started with Bill making a floor plan, didn't you? Oh, at the yeah. very beginning. Yeah. The two of yeah. you. But that you know that was. We had to come up with a floor plan where the work could flow from starting point through a series of machines and where we could leave all of the uh, Toys for God's kids equipment in in a line, a uh, service line. So you, the work starts here and it flows this way. Uh, and we have that done. And then the other side of the room is individual machines where you do just one task at a time. And uh, it worked out very well. Well, I, I think this is such good news because things could not be better organized and there's enough to, uh, of the tools to really be able to accomplish something nice that you want to... I, I was thinking of the uh, people the young people who used to have these things in shops and schools and uh, we talked about well Jim you talked about having something other than thumbs <laughs> to <laughs> use yeah I, it, the sad thing is that you know when people get the, that training early and I had mine in the ninth grade um, I made two items that I we just gave away uh, because we didn't have room for them. And, you know, that's something that's with you all the time. And you you, know, you get you look at it and say, you know, I did that. And that's one of the reasons that I stayed with woodworking. You know, I made furniture and all sorts. My wife was really good at coming up with ideas for custom furniture. Well, speaking of your wife, her name is Marilyn. Yes. And uh, there was a kind of a fun story you told about her when she was younger and related to baseball. She was a tomboy. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. I love my, sports. My best friend's sister, and she was a pain in the neck. Uh, <laughs> and she knows, you know, she's kind of proud of it because she was a great baseball player. And we played work up. You batted until you were out, and we couldn't get her out. <laughs> so, I was not very good. <laughs> well, we got caught throwing mud clods at her. And oh, really? Then we couldn't play for a while, but she's, she's something else. I bet she remembers that. <laughs> oh, she does. Well, how was it that you and her brother became so well, We were friends from the second grade. We, I, oh, from second grade. We lived on opposite corners of the same block. And uh, him, her brother and I ran around together all those years That's until she great. was a senior. I don't know, something happened. <laughs> well, there's another thing that we just want to touch on. <clears throat> and that's when you come down the elevator, 
to the basement and turn right. What did, tell us what happened down there. Pat Harwood and her friend, uh, God forgive me, I can't remember her name. She worked so hard. Tricia Darwood? Or Dar Dara? Yeah, in the cottage. Or in, in the cottage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They painted a mural on the right-hand wall when you come out of the elevator. That is fantastic. And I think that everybody here ought to get down there and see that. It's absolutely uh, beautiful. It needs yeah. to be seen. It's just wonderful. Yeah. And Pat needs to get down there and sign it with her friend. Yeah, they, they both need to have their name on they, that. They were working on ladders and all sorts of stuff to get that done. Everyone should see it. And working on a mural standing up on cement floor and ladders uh, takes much more than having a, a well, sketchbook. Our spring chicken days are not around anymore. <laughs> no, this is in the north garage. Yeah, north. Yeah. Well, I think in tying all this up, Holly Creek now has a wonderful selling point in addition to all the other things that we have here, and that is the workshop. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. Bill, uh, all, my, all the people that uh, should be in that picture with you. It was a wonderful addition to Wally. Uh, I love Creek. that stuff. <laughs> and thanks for being here today. We're awfully lucky to have you here. Yeah, well. And that's Wanderings for today. Thank you so much.